1: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: AT&T Connects, an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into to work in traffic so slow.
0: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
4: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
0: I
5: saw uh, J.R. Smith was out there dressed like he was going to the Masters uh, both days. Didn't he announce yeah. the game too? He, he, comments, he did a great he job. He commentated the game.
6: <laughs> I'm going to jump in. Is hey, we wi- been, hey we've been waiting on you, bro. We since tried we to give you the platform. Shaman. Yeah, since we Wi-Fi, Shane, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to jump in. Uh, Jack, yeah. I got over to the Zaxby's Wi-Fi, folks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs>
5: Welcome back to What's Burning. Jack, what's good, bro? How was Memphis? Break down the Iverson classic for me real quick. To sum it up, and because so, I know we're going to talk about it later, but to sum it up, it was
2: a movie. Um, mm. The support, the support, the game, having Showtime CBS Sports involved, everything was more than we expected. We had, we got so much great content. Shout out to our team and everybody that was down there, but you're gonna, we're going to talk about it, but you're going to get to see all the footage we got, man. It was amazing.
5: I saw a lot of OGs out there, and I love that because I know the younger players appreciated it. So yeah, we'll definitely touch on that a little bit. How was your trip? You coming back beige. Yeah, we could tell. Me and you's almost the same color now, bro. For real. <laughs> yeah, we almost, I'm, I'm about another eight hours in the direct sun, about a hundred feet from the sun from being your color. <clears throat> no, but it was good, man. It was, it was, you know, I got to relax. I haven't got to relax. I've been on, you know, fast forward shit. I can't even tell you how long. Maybe since my birthday last year was the last time I went on vacation. So it was nice to be able to go to Mexico. Got to hang out with uh Espinosa and and Janina. And they showed us a great time, man, at uh Rosewood, Myacoba. So definitely recommend visiting there, man. It was a good time. But man, let's get to the let's get to these playoffs, man. Bucks went into Boston and handled their business. Without Middleton, uh, Giannis dropped his second career playoff triple-double with 24-13-13. He was out here manhandling people. Buck's defense was able to hold Jalen Brown to only four makes and seven turnovers. Celtic shot 33%. You saw Marcus Smart got hurt like four times. That kind of held uh, Tatum in check. Jack, I was very impressed with this. What are your thoughts on uh, game one of Boston and Milwaukee? The more physical team. They was the more physical Man. team against Brooklyn. Now
2: they playing against the more physical team and the more experienced team. This is the championship team. I don't think they are missing this PJ Tucker, but but yeah. the core of this team is still the same. Uh, they they've been in these wars before. They know what it takes. And, and Greek Freak has gotten better. It's just playing it simple. He's he's continued to get better. He's he like I said, he's the most dominant player since Shaq. As long as he out there having his will and and, and uh, having his way on the court, there's nothing Boston gonna be able to do.
5: Mm mm mm. I, was, I I think I tweeted yesterday. He may not win MVP, but there's no doubt he's the most dominant player in this game. He really does Max. what he wants out there. And I agree that the, the the length and how big they are. Bobby Portis is a great fit. I feel like he's taking that PJ Tucker role from like the four and five position. He's not out there on the wings, but he's out there talking shit. He's got game. He's down there banging, up, you know, holding down the paint. And Lopez, they're rebounding. Yeah. Lopez is out there doing what he does. And then, obviously, Giannis, that's a big-ass front line for whoever sees. But I'm interested to see what kind of, uh, you know, adjustments Boston can make in Game 2. Uh, possibly get Tatum and Brown going. Hopefully, Marcus Smart will be healthy. But, yeah, this is going to be a good series. Uh, excited to see the rest of it.
2: Hey, hey, you see but, but you see? You talk about Milwaukee being a big team. And we kept saying – that Steve Nash need to play LaMarcus Aldridge and Blake. You see what yeah. I'm saying? Like with uh, yeah. the bigger team, I knew it would, would make it uh difficult for them because they was getting to the basket and getting layup and layup after layup. Yeah. So, I just well, want yeah, to say that able, because yeah. we said that
5: if you're able to get by your defender there's nothing that there was nothing at the rim for Brooklyn. So, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Although Aldridge and Blake are a little bit older, it's just still just that sometimes you just need some bodies down there. He Sixter's preview in didn't travel to Miami. Uh, also, you know, had the the facial contusion, so he'll definitely miss game one and game two. I believe he's a dog. I think you know he'll be back game three. He'll probably he probably would have played if they would have allowed him, but uh, you know he'll be back at some point. Miami, Jimmy Butler's questionable uh, with inflammation, and then Kyle Lowry is out with a hamstring. So uh, key injuries surrounding a lot of the team's most important players. Uh, what's your outlook uh, before they tip off this series? I mean, it's hard
2: to really say, you know, I think these are, you know, I say it's a game time decision. I can't really say what these teams are going to be like without the Stars, you know what I mean? I mean, it's a toss up now because you're depending on guys that uh, to, to carry this team and pull you through the series right now as of, a as of, as of game one and two that haven't been doing it all year. Right, You're Ooh. missing Jimmy, you're missing Kyle. That's their two stars, and they still have Adebayo. But not having Embiid for, for, for Philadelphia is, is is a big minus. And I don't think James can be that guy he was in Houston to get a goal and get 40 points, 10 rebounds, and 10 assists. I don't think he's that guy no more. So it's going to be a toss-up
5: series, especially these first two games. Obviously, I think losing Jimmy Butler, because particularly he's been playing so well in the playoffs, and Kyle Lowry is big But I would say that the loss of Embiid is bigger because I feel like Mm -hmm. Miami is such a great system, almost how Popovich had, you know, when someone was down next man up. Obviously, you don't want to be missing your best players at any time. But that system is so, you know, finally, it's it's like a well-oiled machine. Embiid is everything to this team. And Mm -hmm. I feel like obviously maxi has been playing his ass off. Uh, Tobias Harris has been playing well, but again, I think you hit it. James Harden has to step up, and I think this is a perfect opportunity uh, for him to step up. It's going to be his show. But one thing you know about Miami is they're going to run a hell of a. They're going to they're going to make Maxi and 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 uh, Tobias Harris beat them. They're going to be all over James mm-hmm. Harden because you know they always mm-hmm. have great defensive game plans with Spolster over there. So uh, interesting to see how it turns out. You know, hopefully everyone can get healthy and come back. But again, I, I think I had. Heat in six or seven here, and I had the Celtics and I think, seven in the other series. So we're going to see how both uh, my predictions play out. Over to Memphis. You happened to just leave after the classic, but right as soon as you left, it went down. Grizz and Warriors. Warriors went into Memphis and narrowly escaped with a one-point victory. Draymond Green was thrown out for one of the most bullshit-ass flagrant foul two calls I think we've ever seen. Ja played his ass off. Uh, but Stephen Clay, Jordan Poole, 31 off the bench. Uh, that, that trio right there, those shooters for Golden State, ended up being too much. Uh, did you get a chance to check the game out?
2: Yeah, I seen the whole game, and it was that that tech was definitely BS, man. I'm so tired of them referees, dog. Just all the reviewing and, and just and just not understanding the game of basketball. Like it's certain right. things that as a back to I play, I can see from the TV, Matt. That we wouldn't have to discuss, we automatically know, right. right? Because just, just, just how the game flow is. But man, they just, they, they just so uh, removed from the actual things that go on in the it's game. Crazy. He, I don't want to cut been. you off,
5: but real quick, real quick, the, the the thing that even tripped me out more is you know how they have the you know the in the in game officials. So they went to Steve Javi, and he clearly said the first time, around, this is a flagrant one." You know, minor contact, and then he grabbed the jersey that this will be a flagrant one. So then they after they called the flagrant two and kicked him out, that he had to come back and almost lie to us you know, about why they called the motherfucking flagrant, too. So, the shit was terrible. I tweeted, you know, we come to, you know, the fans don't come to see the refs. We don't tune in to see the refs. You know, that's in the playoffs, that's a flagrant one, you know, and let the game keep moving. No one came to see these motherfucking refs that just completely destroyed the whole flow of the game. But back to the game. What are your thoughts? Yeah, they didn't even draw blood.
2: Um, I think it was a great game, man. Um, I said before the series started that, the experience and the poise of Steph Curry and the Golden State Warriors and Clay Thompson that was gonna be a big factor. And and people talk about it was a close game, it was a close game. Yeah, it was a close game. But if you understand about basketball, it don't matter how you win on the playoffs on the road, especially game one. You just wanna get one on the road. Period. I don't care how it happened. And 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 the Warriors are good enough to deal with the ups and downs of losing Draymond and everything that was going on with the referees blowing the whistle. Uh, I think, you know, it, it, it was a great game, but Golden State, man, they just, they're just still that championship team, and it was beautiful to see, Matt, with both of us being Warriors, it was beautiful to see all of them back on the court, and it was beautiful to see Clay hit that big shot at the end of the game, man.
5: Yeah, man, I mean, I think there's so many different storylines in this. Uh, first of all, I think, I love Memphis. I think they're two years away from Having a, a window to really be a team that contends for a championship year in, year out. But I think battles like this are what's going to prepare them. If you think back in the day, Golden State had, you know, had, had, to, had to grind before they got on their shit. Mm. Milwaukee, you know, kept hitting closed doors until they hopped through. So I just think that, you know. Memphis is is a young team, you know. Talking to Jelani and 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 you guys before the energy, and you could just tell it's fucking electric. And them young boys is out there dancing, don't give a fuck what the other team thinks, you know. Clay and them were met, you know. Clay don't like that kind of shit, you know. Clay is old school, get to the point. So I I think it's a great contrast of styles. But you hit it perfectly, you know. Poise down the stretch, you know. Winning a playoff basketball game is hard to do. It's nothing like the regular season, and to be able to go down the stretch and never panic. You know, uh John Morant gets the and one, uh they go up two, he misses the free throw. Like there's never no panic in this team. And then right when you think a play is gonna be ran for Steph, they hit you with a counter and Clay hits the big three. So again, minus Draymond. Uh this team is just too smart and and, and, and have been there through experience. But again, I, I still think Memphis can get a game or two, but um you know, I'd be very surprised if if Golden State didn't close this out in in five or six. Uh, But it's going to be fun along the way. Uh, Did you see what the young kid Brandon Clark said? I miss what Draymond. Draymond went on after the show. I think he said, I I didn't get a chance to hear what he said, but I think he said this was a reputation flagrant too, which I agree. But the young kid uh, said, yeah, I've been watching Draymond on TV do this all the time. So I think it's going to be a good little back and forth this whole series. Another thing that, you know, I found really cool was after the game, Draymond decided not to do media. And took that shit right to his podcast, which is unbelievably smart. It doesn't surprise me that he would pull something like that, but Jack, what does this kind of say about the future um of media you know can uh, can you imagine if you know when you were going through your shit with the brawl or any of the shit we went through during our career, if we could really right from the rip before the media runs with it, go right to our fans and tell the world what really happened? <clears throat> Man, being able to control your own narrative
2: is vital. I probably would have got my, I probably wouldn't have got fined as much or got some of my money back if I was able to control the narrative. I was at yep. my workplace doing the brawl. So, but yeah, man, I think Draymond is smart. They're super smart because you don't want to go in the media and say certain things. And the first thing they're going to do is twist it. Even if right. they hear it come out your mouth, even if it's not yep. something that you wrote down, it came out your mouth a certain way and they still were twisted. So being able to go on his platform is no way it can be twisted and you controlling your own narrative. And that's the same thing yep. we do here on our show.
5: Yeah. No, shout out Draymond, man. I think you're obviously you're ahead of the curve with this. Uh, I love it. I love what you, I think he's over there working with Colin Cowherd, too, was one of my favorite personalities in the space. But very yeah. in great way to just, like Jack said, control your narrative, bro, and really tell your side because we all know how I can get twisted. Uh, next up, Dallas Mavericks versus the number one seed, Phoenix Suns. Luca for the first time in the second round. I saw a stat the other day, Jack, that it said Luca has the second highest scoring average of a minimum 10 games behind Michael Jordan in the playoffs. That's like, crazy. This motherfucker's a killer. You know, Book came out uh, off, a, uh, off a bad hamstring when it was able to help close out a, a pesky Pelicans team. Luca is getting healthier by the day. What do you got in this series? What are you looking forward to seeing? The
2: defense by this, the, the Mavs is going to be totally different this game. Right, they got they ain't dealing with no big slow big men in the offense at all. They got young fast guards playing the four, and and Aiden is is totally different than uh, mm-hmm. Big Fella and uh Gobert. It's it's, it's going to create a a, a different a different animal for uh, Dallas on defense. That's what I'm worried about. I think if, if Luca's eighty eighty five percent, you know what I mean. I think that's good enough for him to go out there and do what he's supposed to do and carry his team, but. I'm just worried about, worried about them defensively. I ain't thinking about Phoenix. They do what they do, regardless who who they play They've been the best team all year. Dallas, defensively, is going to be a big test to see if they can stop those guys.
5: Yeah. Man, shout out to little homie uh, Jalen Brunson. Uh, you know, he's had a very solid year. I questioned, I think a lot of people questions. could he carry that over in the playoffs? And he's having a great Playoff run consistently has been either the leading scorer, or the second leading scorer. Once Luca came back, but he's been playing really good basketball and is really going to get himself paid this year. Um, but I agree, you know, this is going to be a tough series for Dallas. Uh, Phoenix is such a well-oiled machine. The ball movement, the ball finds energy. I think you know, Book is obviously getting healthier by the day. Uh, you know, CP is, is is doing CP thing. We didn't get a chance to do it, but shout out CP man for making NBA history uh, to mm-hmm. close out the Pelicans. 14 for 14 from the field. Uh, There's a reason why they call this man the point guard. There's a reason. Um, So, yeah, I see the Suns in probably six here. um, But I expect fireworks uh, from Luka and uh, from the Phoenix Suns. So definitely looking forward to this series. Yeah, Jack, something you touched on and something I want to touch on before we go. Uh, Jason Kidd was asked about Phoenix and pretty much gave uh, Utah a backhanded slap while trying to compliment you know, the next opponent in 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 Phoenix, but basically saying that, you know, Aiden is a different monster down there. His presence they're gonna to need to adjust to, uh, unlike Gobert or Whiteside that that they couldn't throw the ball in the ocean, unfortunately. Uh so what are your thoughts about Jason Kidd's slick comment? I mean,
2: it's exactly what I was touching on earlier. You know, they they have they always play traditional Four and five men, you know what I mean. They have big men down there. You got Aiden who moves like a who moves like a three four guy, and then mm-hmm. you got two, two two guards and three guards playing the four spot for Phoenix. So it's it's it's, it's going like I said, it's going it's going to pose a different monster to them, and that's why defensively they're really going to be challenged. Uh, I think they're going to score points, but defensively Phoenix scores at a high rate. They 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 have great spacing in their offense, and everybody can create plays. So like I said, it's going to be a different animal for
5: them. Yes, sir. Next up on the radar presented to you by DraftKings. Uh, Jack, we're in the second round. So let's update the odds on favor for each of these series. The Bucks are favored at a minus 130. Uh, the Celtics are a plus 110. The Warriors are favored at a minus 550. The Grizzlies are plus 400. The Heat are a minus 350 favorites over the 76ers at 270. And last but not least... The Phoenix Suns are favored at a minus 300. Mavs are plus 425. Jack, each of these series, who you got in how many games? Uh Bucks. I'm going first series, Bucks and Celtics.
2: I'm going Celtics in seven. Ooh. Warriors, Grizz. I'm going Warriors in six. Heat, Sixers. I'm going Heat in six. Suns, Mavs. I'm going
5: Mavs in seven. Oh, you're taking the Mavs over the Suns? I just just because of the bet? <laughs> no, I had I have I have the Celtics in seven. I have the Warriors in six. I have the Heat in seven, and then I have the Suns in six. So interesting to see what happens, man.
3: whatever the sport whatever the moment it's never ordinary at pet 365 21 plus only must be present in ohio if you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help call 1-800-GAMBLER got my prevna 20 shot
4: it's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine for us wise folks it helps protect
0: i'm 19 strong
4: and asthmatic and at higher risk
0: may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com.
4: Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20 even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine.
0: Make sure
5: you guys check out this teaser. Very interesting episode. Uh, Jack, got a, Jack and I got a chance to sit down with former number two overall pick, ryan leaf to discuss where he's at now and all the crazy shit he's been through enjoy this teaser when you don't experience the immediate success you've had not only in college but throughout your playing career when you get to the nfl how hard is that
8: well i had immediate success we won our first two starts it hadn't happened since 1983 and john elway so like pepsi came in and gave me a big deal uh rolex toyota and i'm just like Peyton lost his first two starts. I'm like, I'm okay. I'm, killing this shit. All right. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we go to, then we go to Arrowhead okay, and we awesome. go to Kansas city. And, uh, who was the quarterback there at the time? Rich Gannon. Hmm. And the week before we played Tennessee, Steve McNair, Eddie George in, in Tennessee. And we beat them. Mm-hmm. And I slide on the turf and it was in the old Vanderbilt stadium before they built the, but the new spot. And I, I, got a turf burn and i was wearing these tights outside of uh my socks and it like melted and burnt into my skin and i got a staph infection that week so i was in the hospital all week long leading up to kansas city and i was i didn't care i was going to play like i was just tough sob i'm going to show the team i'm here i'm i'm a winner so they're bringing film over to me in the hospital and and uh i go i fly um we warm up they shoot me up with whatever they needed to I don't know, felt like adrenaline. Damn, mm-hmm. I was firing it around. All of a sudden, the skies start closing in and dumping, and it becomes a monsoon. I complete my first pass, and then proceed to go one for 15 for uh-huh. four yards, two interceptions, three fumbles, and like seven sacks. Worst performance, humiliating performance of my life. And it's not just about that. It's what I do after the game uh cameraman, remember back in the day, those cameras with the huge batteries it, on the yes. back, right? Yeah. In the locker room, they're spinning mm-hmm. around sometimes while I was standing up. And he spun it around and smoked me right in the head and like split me. And I fucking lost it on this dude. Like, dressed him down. I just played the worst game of my life. was completely embarrassed. I, you know, took it out on yeah. a guy, you know? The reporter was inside there. He was a beat writer, documented it. Mm-hmm. Monday, I'm driving into the facility. Uh, it's all over the papers. That incident. So um, we do the gaggle, you know, post game stuff with the reporters. I ask him to stand around a little bit later, um, and then I proceed to tell him like it is. Right, I'm the big tough, mm. intimidating football. I grab his ass, I throw him in the chair, and I start motherfucking him up and down. And the cameraman in the corner flips around and starts getting this. And this is the viral video. Mm-hmm. It didn't. It was viral videos didn't exist back then, right? And this is like one of the first ones. And that's the picture you see of me, acting like a petulant child, berating a reporter, junior sales got to come in and grab me, pulls me into the shower, turns it on cold. He used to call me baby boy. Uh, He said, baby boy, cool down, we'll go get some dinner after this, just just cool down. And uh, it became this big thing, right? Um, And then my dad was in town with some of his clients and everything like that. uh, I, inside the NFL, which was on Showtime, it was on HBO at the time, and it it played uncensored. Mm. You know, might, we're all watching it. Right. My dad's all. clients are there watching at the house. and I'm going, damn, boy, your son looks great. He? <laughs> <laughs> he helps me craft a an apology. Mm. And if you watch me the next day reading this apology, I don't want to be there. Um. I think it. I think what I'm doing is wrong. I I believe I'm the victim in all this. And you can see the disdain. I read it then and then and, and just kind of flip it into the locker. Mm. And that right. and then I fight the media the rest of the year and I play poorly. You know, you can go be an asshole and go out and ball. And it, it doesn't matter. It'll That's always been out. my life. Like right. I could have been an asshole to everybody else, but I I I go get it done on the field. I threw four picks against the Giants the next week. They had a make-a-wish commercial that I did up on the Jumbotron mid-game and it got booed. It was it precipitous. Boom, like that. I don't remember another positive thing in my NFL career and I would go on and play for four years simply because I couldn't deal with failure in a healthy, positive way.
5: All right, Jack, we touched on it earlier. Now's our chance to really uh, get in here. And then also I want, I mean, Jack, you can add, and Jelania, even though you're a producer, we do shit a little different here. I want you to add, you know, on kind of the angles you saw from behind the scenes. But when I was in Mexico kicking my feet up, what was that uh, Iverson Classics uh, vibe like out in Memphis?
2: Well, I mean, from from, from the jump, um, you can tell that this year was bigger and better, you know, before even we got to, to the game part or even to um, the banquet part. You know, just, just the feeling of knowing that you have Showtime and CBS Sports involved, uh, the feeling of knowing that it's nationally televised and you have some Ooh. of the top players in the country and, and just just the whole vibe of knowing it's the fourth year, uh, that every year, each year it gets better, man. And, and um, the sponsors we had, we had uh, body arm as a sponsor. So um, it was dope. I think it was dope, man. Getting to the the banquet, the banquet was huge. I think just the layout, I, when I walked in there, it looked like a, a wedding reception, Matt. Everything was mm-hmm. laid out so nice. Um, the war ceremony war ceremony was dope. He um, got a chance to acknowledge uh, um, a lot of the coaches, high school coaches that was there, D-Miles, me, myself, uh, A.I., uh, I was able to give my award. I have a, I have a Steven Jackson Award, community award. Dope, uh dope. I was able. I was able to give it to this beautiful uh, young lady who um, does a lot of work in the community, and um, and the game and the slam dunk contest. Man, I let Jelani kind of touch on some of that stuff too. But man, it was it was just a movie. To, just just had the production, the interviews, everything that went on. Matt, I can see this uh, being bigger next year because I know a couple of things and what's going to happen next year. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't be more happier than the way those kids showed up and played, and the way the, the this event this year was put on.
5: know I think what's dope is obviously, you know, the McDonald's game is is historically classing, and, and it, it'll stay that way. But I think that the energy that you guys are bringing to this new game, and who is, you know, is, is AI, and you two are the face, and you guys are really in touch with the culture. You know what I mean? So you guys could really make this the game that shit everyone wants to come to you know I thought the one thing I loved is you know seeing through social media like all the OGs that showed up and and showed love Mm -hmm. and just came to kick it just to kick it you know what I mean so I think that's big that you know obviously shows the love y'all got but you know for that next generation for these young kids these kids you know that they they when they first looked at basketball who they were seeing so I just think it's dope to really kind of come back and show that
2: yeah you know you know the the it was so inspiring to finally meet Emmanuel Hanson uh matt let me just say this bro he ain't just dunking you have to, you got to see him in practice blocking shots getting steals throwing it through people's legs take i'm just just doing it all dog he, he's such an inspiration bro and, and he's so confident i love that kid but it was so many kids at that game matt that i could see playing in the next level man mm. one of the best things about the game for me was it was six texas kids from texas in the game you know i what I'm the saying? texas and, boy and, pick yeah, it was beautiful for me, man. Because I remember coming up to them games. It was one or two Texas guys, or sometimes just me, you know, at yeah. some of these All Star games. So to see to see ba- the Texas basketball blowing up, and for Bobby and Ja to give these these kids the opportunity, it was be- it was beautiful, man. But so shout out to yeah. Bobby and Ja for putting on another yeah. great Austin Classic. Shout out to AI for being the person he is. Shout out to Brian, Showtime Basketball, and CBS Sports for making it a great a great uh, event for the world to see shout out to the sponsors body Arm, um, and everybody else man it was a beautiful
5: event i saw uh jr smith was out there dressed like he was going to the masters uh both days didn't he announce yeah. the game too he, he commented, did a great he job <laughs> the game. i'm
6: gonna jump in yeah since come we, on welcome we live, back hey we've we, been waiting hey
5: since we since Hey, we've been,
6: hey, we been waiting on you, bro. We since tried we to give, we give you the Wi-Fi platform. Shaming. Yeah, since we Wi-Fi man. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to jump in. Uh, Jack, yeah. I got over to the Zaxby's. I got over to the Zaxby's Wi-Fi, folks. But to <laughs> <put in laughs> back with, with what Jack said, uh, just amazing energy, uh, organic yeah. energy from, from, from former players. I mean, I'm doing production, directing and producing, mm-hmm. uh, coordinating with Stack and JR with the CBS. And I'm in the front doing 10 minutes of big man drills with Jackson Collin. So yeah, thanks. And he used the moves and got buckets on them. So I was proud of nice. that. I wasn't supposed to be sweating like that before the game. Though. But I mean, <laughs> everywhere, them, every corner right. of those kids had, there was a former player there to turn to so, to laugh right. with, to ask about basketball questions, life questions. They had their families there. We went through the mm-hmm. museum with them in real time. So every year I've been there, it's got progressively better, whether that be the production or the former players that are involved as coaches. Andre Miller was a star, mm-hmm. of, the, uh, star of the week, you know what I mean, just there as a spectator. And these dudes mm-hmm. not only be coming to hang out with the bros, but, like, they want to see the practices, the drills, the games. Right. Dre right. came in and, and got in on some drills and was breaking down the pick and roll. Damn. Darius was, you know – it real life coaches, because all of us have been in these situations. And like I told Stack, you know, it's big time coming to America vibes. When you're there, you're always very happy to be there and just pour back into the kids. No job is too small. Shout out to the photographers, video Mm -hmm. DPs, everybody involved, because you could tell people really cared and they really poured their heart into it.
5: Yeah. No, that's dope. That's, that's to me, that's the hand on experience. It'll start, you know, taking this game to the next level. You know, like you said, every, uh, every turn, there's someone in that turn to, to talk you in, and, and, and drop game on your head. So glad it worked out. I definitely need to get out to one though. I definitely, I'm, I'm, I'm going to make sure i mark it on the calendar next year so I can get out there. I you know, love it. Uh, man, closing thoughts, Jack, we've been saying this for the last three or four seasons. Uh, the Utah Jazz, great regular season team, great you know ball movement, shooting, but when it comes to the playoffs, they have a problem showing up. Do you feel like the duo of Mitchell and Gobert has? Oh, hello, are you are are you awake over there? Huh? Uh, uh. So what? What's up? What's up? Who's got to go? Gobert, Mitchell, uh, Quinn Snyder. Like this team has no cap, cap space. What do they do? Oh, I, I fall asleep every time we get to talk about the Jazz, though. For
2: some reason, I just gnawed off. <laughs> bro, man, we've been saying this for years, bro. They no. ain't just got no dogs over there. That no, don't even look like a team that you expect to win the championship to me. You know what I'm saying? It just, it just mm-hmm. don't, bro. My my favorite player on the team right now is Bondanovich. That's oh, yeah, my favorite player. That's that's my favorite player on the team. That's my favorite player on the team because he played both ways. He, he can score all over the court. But uh, as as a whole, as a team, I you know I even love Quinn Snyder. I love the coach. But that ain't the team. Yeah. That ain't the team they need to have. They're trying to be successful in Utah. I'm sorry, I just ain't.
5: It. I just feel like obviously Donovan Mitchell is an up and coming young star, max player, but he doesn't make anybody better. Great score, great score. He can get a bucket whenever you need it. Super athletic, and jump out of the gym. But he doesn't make anybody. better. And I feel like Gobert needs a point guard that's going to spoon feed him, a la what CP Mm -hmm. used to do to DeAndre Jordan and and all these other guys, a guy that could really just utilize him, roll into the basket and dunk and putting pressure on that rim. Because you know you can, you know, you you throw it in the post and and, and Dylan, the newest member of Showtime Basketball, can guard Gobert down there on the post. So it's just like (laughs) he needs someone that's going to spoon feed him. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I agree. I love Quinn Snyder. I think he's a great basketball mind. Um, I don't know. I, I I see. I I don't see both of the, these players coming back next year. Um, and maybe if one leaves, the other one might. You know, they might trade the other one just to completely start over. So uh, if I was Donovan, what, I, I want to leave. If I was Donovan, I would leave yeah. and, let, and let
2: Rudy stay in Utah. He, he 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 fit more in Utah than I think Donovan do. Yeah, Going from Louisville to Utah, could be a culture shock.
5: <laughs> I love Donovan Mitchell, but again, he's, he's a scoring PG. And I, I feel like if, if Gobert is going to be such a highly paid player on your team, he's not only going to have to be able to hold it down on the defensive end, which he does, but he has to be able to give you some on the offensive end. But I think he needs some help there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what, this, what happens with this team in the offseason. I always said from the jump that they didn't have that consistent second score next to Mitchell. Um, I love Jordan Clark, but he's coming off the bench. You know, I was talking about that, uh, the, the, the the an actual starter. So we shall see what happens in Utah. All right, you can catch What's Burning available every week on Showtime Basketball YouTube. And on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Show Basketball. See y'all next week.
4: Connect the stories, change
6: your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.
0: Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you.